Well, I'm really excited to talk about what we're talking about today, and I'm surprised myself with my surprise meant. Wait, I'm surprised. I, my enthusiasm surprises even me. You never tried that before? Uh, I, don't, I don't think I have. If your birthday's coming up, uh-huh. or maybe an anniversary or something like that, sure. and you just get yourself a little something, and you said that you weren't going to get anything, but <laughs> then you got something, you surprised surprised yeah, and you turned around, uh-huh. and you saw yourself getting down on one knee. Uh, that certainly Ask stupid questions, surprise. get stupid answers. Because right. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised that, boy, I should wa- I should have watched the OA. I thought I didn't like dumb science fiction. But you do? <laughs> well, I love Another Life on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're laughing already. It's the dumbest show I could think of, and I love it. What makes it dumb? What? Are you Is kidding? The, the pseudoscience? Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I'm being then. Uh, well, I mean, it's 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then oh. check this out. Check this. You know how like IMDb ratings are kind of weighted. Yeah. Four point seven out of ten on IMDb. That's pretty low. And we're talking about it today, baby. Yeah, we are. We're talking about that, and we're talking about people stressed out in space, uh, and also like space melodrama. We're just gonna yeah. touch on a lot of space shows that this is so wants to be. Oh, this yeah. is like, it's like a child. It's like. You bring a kid to the Louvre, and then like he goes home and give me those finger paints, and then comes up and you're like, all right, all right, yes, the enthusiasm there. Yes. But we're not gonna hang this next to the Mona Lisa, oh, which is tiny. Well, you know, you've seen it in, in real life. Why do they have it at the end of that? It, like it's in a big gallery, right? Yeah. And it's like the only thing on the wall. Why don't they do a thing where? You can have people file by it, and it's on a very slow. Here you go. It's a very slow moving walkway. Sure, sure. A quarter of the speed of the airport. Yeah, you know what I mean? It just keeps it you get time. time. You know, you yeah. get like a good forty-five seconds where it's at a proper viewing angle, uh, and it's you know four feet back from the uh, thing. You know, out of people's wingspan, and you can take your pictures. You can selfie it if you line it up right and everything. And that's that's fine. You know, but otherwise, it's just like a big crowd of people. Five deep standing around this tiny little thing that's about as big as like two pieces of A4 put together. Yeah, it is. Um, and there, I feel like there was a lot of glass, too. Yeah, they put pretend. stuff up around it. Yeah. You know, these days, who knows? What do you mean? Like somebody could take it or something like the, that? The, with what people are doing these days? Uh-huh. Who, who knows? Yes, I think you could. No, take it. Yeah, I mean, I think people would just try to vandalize it. Which is like, what does she ever do to you? Yeah, I know, right? Um, but no, I think you, you have a point. Like, a moving walkway probably would keep it going. Didn't somebody throw paint on Guernica? I have no idea. It wasn't, I don't think it was at the museum where it usually is, which I cannot now remember. Okay. The Musee, maybe, I think. But, yeah. Um, okay. And I think that it was on, like, tour. They brought it somewhere. Okay. And then set it up, and then somebody threw like paint on it. And who would do that? I, I guess I want to say it's probably like a fat well, somebody who hates, who loves fascism, I guess. But I think it was like some of those weird things, like it's like super extra. 
uh, like an anarchist or left or something like that. It's like Guernica isn't good, isn't left enough. Oh, you don't like them? People getting bombed, huh? Well, check this out. Red paint. How do you? How, do you... how did another life inspire this conversation? I, I, So another life is the bucket of red paint yes. on the Guernica of sci-fi. Well, how now, how do we make that into a art show art and show title? Right. <laughs> um, I, I guess you could make like the show art, like have the title of the show and like red paint on top of it or something like that. On top of Guernica? Yeah. I'm going to pass on that one. Okay. That's a no for me, dog. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- what you need to do is put holes in something. I mean, even holes, I guess, can be patched. That happens all the time in uh, in uh, paintings. But um, they have all kinds of ways of uh, putting on and taking off substances on like stuff. That's the whole stuff. thing. Yeah. yeah. You watch those videos of like old Renaissance paintings that you're like, oh, it's kind of got like a. I guess they just made them sort of a amber or sepia tone back then. It's like, no, that's years of dirt. Also, some guy bought it in the 19th century and thought, I'll shellac it, you know, to preserve its value. And they have all kinds of goo that can take that stuff off and then okay. restore it. Yeah. Okay. So no problem there. Right. You, do you remember um, Children of Men? No. Clive Owen lives in a world where babies aren't born anymore. I can't remember if I've seen Oh, I don't think you did see that one, yeah. That's when Alfonso Cuaron was like kind of a sci-fi guy. Okay. Well, I guess he sometimes does that now, but um, yeah. But anyway, uh, in that, like the world is having like a huge psychological crisis because they're facing, you know, I don't know why they can't get cloning going, but they're right. facing, you know, the end of humanity after 50 years or whatever. And so it's led to this like societal malaise. Uh, where people just destroy art, like people are just like rioting and just trying. It's just like this, just this. It's like this Destrudo, like this, you know, hum, uh, humanity-wide um, Destrudo. Um, but like, there, he meets this one guy. One of his friends works for like the National Trust and has preserved all these artworks. And so he goes. And the whole thing is, they literally have a scene where they go to a prison camp and they drive by somebody with a hood on their head and electrodes on their fingers, you know, in uh, Guantanamo style. So he's really doing a very overt thing. But at the other end of that scale is, this is, welcome to the show, by the way. It's a Justin Enough Trail <laughs> podcast. I'm your host, Caliban. Joins always by my co-host. Hi, and this is the gamut that we run every week. And that's why you love it. But um, on the other end of that scale, economically, there's the British white guy uh, living in, I think, like the Battersea Power Station. And he's got, like, Michelangelo's David, like, in oh, his foyer. Um, one of the legs is like busted and re- repaired with like rebar or something like that. And then they eat dinner at their like long, you know, rich person table. And along the, the back wall is, is Guernica. Oh, okay. All right. I see where you're going. Yeah. Guernica is a painting by Pablo Picasso yeah. about the uh, bombing and massacre of the village, Guernica. Just for the audience <laughs> and possibly my co host. All right. Um... <laughs> I took art appreciation. Twice. Did you? No, that's a quote from Go, the movie Go, oh, Go. which okay. you should have known from taking film studies twice. Um, I, yeah, anyways. I, I'm asking <laughs> you write that down. What? Yeah, anyways. <laughs> I think you could use that a lot, that a lot more. Okay, all right. Um, I 
did in my French class, we did a impressionist unit uh, where we just talked about French impressionist painters. And I don't know how that's learning French, but it... I know, but it, it's like kind of like culture of where you're... I learned that the Germans eat uh, cold cuts for dinner. There you go. And it's called a culta plata. <laughs> so, who like, really won? I know. <laughs> we had like different focuses and like everybody had to do a report on somebody and I did my report on Paul Gauguin. I, <laughs> I bet you learned a lot of fun stuff about oh, Paul yeah. Gauguin, didn't I you? Did. Um, and I don't even know like how I chose him. Like I don't know if I chose him or if I was assigned him. Like I just don't remember. Like, but like looking back on like what I know about him now and him as a painter, I don't know why I would have chosen him. You're you like know? palm trees, fun. Right. Ten minutes in, oh my god. And he was um, friends with Van Gogh, right? Yeah. Well, didn't Van Gogh send him a deer? Yeah. 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 We didn't even know what a weeb was. Uh, yeah. I think we knew what a pedophile was, though. Yeah. I think we knew yeah. what that was. Yeah. You know what's gross? What? Universal Pictures Blumhouse movie, The Hunt, an upcoming thriller okay. by Jason Blum and crew. Who this is? I like to think that this is finally them getting smacked down and like stop making garbage. But um, I don't think they're going to learn anything from this. Uh, it's a film that is an update of the old, uh, you know, the hunting for sport trope, most dangerous game situation. Oh, sure, like some evil person is hunting a bunch of people down. Well, it's, it's not just like that's, you know, Zarloff would just, he lived he lived on an island that had uh, rocky shores and like um, uh, tossed seas around it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, maybe every three months or so, the dogs start to get hungry and, oh, look, a ship has on the horizon crashes on and then I get to hunt these people and hopefully it's not like a carnival cruise because that hunt's going to be over real fast because it's a bunch of like septuagenarians. Right. But anyway, that was a mouthful. But anyway, uh, no, <laughs> this is like, um, you know, a dystopian thing where... Okay. It's Hunger Games, but with adults. Sure. So, like, rich people get to pay to hunt immigrants, you know, and then a couple, like, good-looking, like, you know, white people in bad clothes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I was going to star um, Betty Gilpin of Glow, Hillary Swank, Emma Roberts, and so on and so forth. Well, okay. it's been canceled. That won't be a movie now. Okay. Or, I don't know, it'll sneak out on VOD later. Why has it been canceled? Let's brainstorm why it might have been canceled. Hmm. Well, you know, that's probably that's no wrong answers. <laughs> Why do you think a movie about people, immigrants oh, well, okay. being shot, um, would be canceled? I know you've been playing a lot of video games lately, okay, so maybe your mind is clouded. No, my mind is not clouded by video games. Thank you very much. No, you can't which turn me into it. <laughs> which um, politics? What do I, do I get a choice? Uh, I don't know. Cory Booker. He seems like he's having he's having fun, oh, doesn't he? Okay. Mental illness. Um, so, I mean, I know that there have been like TV episodes and uh, movies previously that have been canceled because they've just been too close to this subject matter. Um, it's but it's what, what gets me. Mm-hmm. And remember how joyously this episode started. Yeah. 
what gets me about it is that like look there isn't anything wrong with entertainment um of any kind it's entertainment it's not real but the fact that you go maybe we had a little too much for right now you know it's like it's like if you were you know if your um spouse was an alcoholic and they really really went off one time and you're like we're just gonna put you know the whiskey up on the shelf it's an it's in a timeout but we're gonna bring it back it's like, well, is there a problem or isn't there? Is there something harmful about it or not? I understand the sensitivity, right. but since that's what's really being asked right now, and we started this off saying, I don't think it's a problem at all, but it's like you're sort of like, you felt like it was okay to make the movie in the first place. I think right. that you agree that it's fine. I understand, yeah, I don't know. It, it's There's no good answer. We're caught between sensitivity and freedom of artistic expression, right. uh, both of which I agree in. I just think it's such a stupid thing to for for this to be the fulcrum, a dumb movie that Jason Blum and the idiot that wrote it, who I don't know the name of, and the idiot that directed it. And I I don't blame the actors. They're just they're just day players. Yeah, they're just there. Right. But nobody ever thought of that. And it's just like, I don't know. That's who. It's just a dumb idea. It's like the whole thing, and we'll talk about this when we get to the news. It's like the thing with Benioff and Weiss, and it's like, hey, yeah, okay, nation's being torn apart uh, by uh, civil tensions, but uh, what if uh, the South won the Civil War? That'll be a fun show. It's like, guys, what are you, what? People don't want to see that. The only people that would want to see that. But how could you, how could two rich white guys sensitively even create that show? How could they even tell that story? Quentin Tarantino could. Oh boy, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, that was last week. Yeah, we're not doing that again. Well, we're talking about another life and space shows this week, as we said, and then also we'll be talking about the news a little bit. And I just want to check in with you and see how you're doing. I am doing well, Cal. Um, how how are you doing? Do you call me Cal? I said Cal. Oh. I like my first wife um no i don't um i'm doing fine uh we have a lot going on at the just enough trope podcast um we have welcomed a new show to the network backtracking which you can find on all those places uh we are in the process of onboarding another show mm-hmm. uh that i won't um i don't know i won't announce i will announce later when it's all official but it is a um a film and video game podcast as well. So we are, um, all the quadrants are covered. That's double, double covered. Yeah. Don't express exhaustion about our offerings on oh, the network. I'm not trying to do that. I can't take her anywhere. Wow. Uh, and we are growing by leaps and bounds. And mm-hmm. so I would encourage you to go to our Facebook or our Twitter where we have posted a survey that so easy takes two minutes. It actually tells me so I can tell you, the end user, how long it'll take. It's not going to change your life. It's 10 questions about your listening habits, what you want to hear for Just Enough Trope Radio, which is a radio version of our podcast, basically. And it's a bunch of podcasts all available in one place, 24 hours a day. So we are trying to sort of focus test this and uh, we want your opinion. So go check that out. Uh, What else is going on? Uh, We have a Discord server. Now, I know 
one micron of information more than you do. I guess I know that we have one. You didn't know. That's the limit of my Discord knowledge. My co-host on Backtracking GUI Fame has told me that it's a good idea to have Discord uh, for us to connect with the fans, which is something that I absolutely want to do. So I'm just throwing that out there right now. If you search for Just Enough Trope, you can probably find it, uh, our channel, our server on Discord. I'll have more information as I learn how to even do it and what it even is. I'm just wondering the same exact thing. It's like a chat room with your mouth. Or are you saying like it's like vocal? Like, Boo-doo-doo. Boo-doo-doo. Like, She's too young. She doesn't know what like chat rooms were. But yes, like now technology has caught up with us that yes, chat rooms do use your mouth. Okay. Weird. We went from uh cousin Violet uh in her in her chat room yelling at the at the the porter. Uh-huh. Uh it's Downton Abbey. To chat rooms being Whoa, I can't believe they said that. Yeah. I can't take you anywhere. And now we're back to chat rooms being able to use your actual voice. Okay, that's kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about a disembodied voice talking to me. The disembodied voices of our fans? Yeah. Don't worry, guys. She won't be there. So anyway, uh, be on the lookout for that. What are you most looking forward to in the future of Just Enough Trope while I blow my nose at this quality content? Um, I am uh, most interested in seeing like how all of our shows and offerings grow and, and change. And, uh, are, they, are they changing? I <laughs> Nobody our, told me. Our interactions with our fans, um, that sort of thing. Are you looking forward to gaining experience? And context mm-hmm. and latitude you got it. and being able to answer a question like that. Yes. <laughs> Everything is just a surprise for you. That's yeah. the real irony about this. Yeah. Let's talk about the news. Before we get started, I want to clear some things up, and I probably could save it for later. Um, the first season of Discovery is better than the second season of Discovery. There's, it doesn't what anybody says doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. First season. Uh, we are Starfleet, fine. Second season, yum, yum. So the first season's better. The second season of Fleabag is better than the first season of Fleabag. Yeah. I didn't watch the entire first season, but I've been jonesing for some more Fleabag. And yeah. I, so I've been watching clips on um, YouTube, which, come on, BBC, just to keep, or is it ITV? Anyway, it must be ITV because BBC doesn't let anything be on YouTube. So it must be ITV. And um, no, it's BBC Three, and it doesn't matter. Uh, it's fine, but it's not. It's not as, as, as tight. It's not as tight. It's not as mature. Although I do think that, you know, serial slut falls in love is like the most tired plot line ever. But <laughs> they but they do a good take on it though. Well, but the first season is is really scattershot, and it's really it's sort of bleak too. You should watch it again. Right. Or watch the videos that I did. Um, you know Kevin Conroy? You know that, that Kevin Conroy guy? Yes, I know that Kevin Conroy guy. Yeah, did you go to high school with him? No. Um, Are we talking about the same Kevin Conroy? Huh? Are we talking about the same Kevin Conroy? I think so. Yeah. Do you want to move the podcast forward at all? Um, he's, he's the voice of Batman. <laughs> I can't take you anywhere. And 
Marvel cartoons, and I read, and this is probably the news, that he is going to be playing a real-life replane, older replane. So, DC shows on CW, it's just an avalanche of initials coming at you, is so far along now that they've reached their own crisis on Infinite Earths. What I want to know is, once they're... Are they going to kill Supergirl? (laughs) Once they're done, will their shows be any different? I don't think so. They're not going to kill Barry. Because think about it. Two of their shows should be done after their Crisis on Infinite Earths. Well, Arrowverse is going to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for that information. But they're like the two things that are going to go on forever. And how do they do this again? Like, CBS has just given up or something, right? Because... It's a it's a different network. Yeah. But they're like, oh, CW is on the phone. Well, we both start with C. We got to stick together. What's uh, CNN up to? Yeah, I, I haven't called in a while. But anyway, there. <laughs> you let me know when you want to join the podcast. I'm join the, the five shows: Supergirl, Batwoman, The Flash, Arrow, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow will all be crossing over in a giant event. Yes. And one of the people that's going to be on it is Kevin Conroy. Mm-hmm. He'll be playing old Batman. Yes. Which Kevin Carmine's like, it's a job. <laughs> I mean, it's a job. Right? Exactly. Um, I'm kind of excited to see him, like, actually don the, the cowl for. Uh, I don't think he'll be donning the cowl. He'll oh, just be sitting in a chair with Ace the Bat Hound, right? Which, Tong's got to be old. It's not like the original Ace, right? It's just like a reference to the fact that Batman had a dog in the Silver Age. Yeah, I guess. Um, probably not the original dog. Yeah. Dog outlived Dick. Right? <laughs> something. I want to see Commissioner Gordon. Yeah? Um, Commissioner Barbara Gordon. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that'd be good. See, when you do Batman Beyond... It's you can have Bruce date Barbara because Bruce is in his like forties and Barbara's in her like late twenties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. Still weird, but it's you know half plus seven. It isn't like the Killing Joke film where they're like one of the reasons that Batman's really mad that the Joker shot Barbara is because he can't hit that anymore. Yeah, that's, it's like that's somebody go down and take the pencils and pens out of those guys' hands. I know exactly. What is wrong with you guys? I don't know. I don't know. Great um, music though. Just put a vote in for our friend Chris Carter. Okay. Music's fantastic. (laughs) What what are these movies? Come on. Dan Harmon, who doesn't have a podcast. I just heard this um I was at his house the other day. I heard his podcast. Um was talking about the uh, when a when a TV guy, a guy with an animated show, who has yeah. to get things past S and P every week, has an opinion on something like this, I take notice, and he's like talking about the trailer for Harley Quinn, which I'm sure he saw, you know, when he was at San Diego, mm-hmm. and was like, "Is anybody else seeing this? Like, how do you? Is this the whole show? Because it's just like, is the whole thing that." She's R-rated, but the rest of the universe isn't, right? So, so you've got, like, Aquaman and Batman, like, oh, boy, I don't know. And then she's like, wow, did you see that shit? Wow, F this. Is that the yeah. whole show? Yeah, they're, like, G or PG, and she's, like, R all the time. I think without trying to 
you know, shit on people who he probably knows who are like making the show. I think he was trying to criticize the show. I think he was saying like, that seems like a pretty thin premise. Although the hunt is was going to be a movie. I know. Let me ask you this: Did they already start filming on the hunt? It's completed. It was coming out September twenty seventh. Now it won't be coming out this year. And the funny thing is, that's a month away. We'll all have forgotten about this by then. Um, So do you think it'll never come out, or do you think it'll like quietly come out like on video or something? It'll come out on video. So I mean, it's like the interview. That was like a huge hoopla, though. And then it became nothing. So what I want to know is political for 15 seconds. North Korea. <laughs> boy. Oh boy. The, the late 2000s was like our version, the 21st century version of the 80s. We were talking earlier today, in fact, about how like we had Hands Across America and Suzanne Summers wants you to feed a starving African kid because we didn't have any problems. Now, we had immense problems in America, but if you were white and middle class, they were all happening to somebody else, you know? Some gay person you didn't know died of AIDS times on thousands. Yeah. Uh, the aforementioned African kids. So it's like we gotta help. Oh, this is we gotta help these people. In the late two thousands, everything's pretty great, and so the biggest threat on Earth is North Korea. Now, I'm not saying that they are not a threat still, but since we have this sort of like love hate. Uh, don't mess with us, but no, nah, I'm just kidding. You're okay thing that our current president has going on with them. Yeah. So they weren't a problem because they were like a big problem when the interview came out. That's what the, that's why his pot addled brain, Seth Green, not the right guy, uh, wanted to make that movie in the first place because uh, that's all anybody could talk about. Yeah. So I guess it's a real failure on the uh, Obama administration's uh, uh, side to think that North Korea was going to be such a big problem and I'm not saying that they're not and letting Russia just do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, which now which is the current administration is let just lets everybody do whatever they want. Yeah, so no, right. yeah. Anyway, um, I more than 15 seconds. I apologize. Um, Let's talk about Gemma Chan. What? You know her. Yes, I do. Has, have you ever seen her in anything that wasn't the p- p- guys who are the rich, the crazy, they're Asians. Humans. Show, it's not a good show. It's it's not, humans, I just said it. Humans, yeah. Not a good show. Uh, it's an okay show. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've seen her in that and uh, Captain Marvel, and that's about it. Uh, so she's either doing like. I feel like everybody loves her. Or stuff. Everybody loves her. Yes. I think she's. There's something about and her. And I'm not sure why. Cool. Because no, but yeah, well, I mean, oh no, she's t- totally likable. I'm just like, what has she been in that people have even been exposed to her? Oh, I think the things that, you know, we've mentioned before. Those two things yeah. that we both said were like, yeah, those. Uh. That, that were okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, she's supposed to be in The Eternals. Yes, I heard about that. Sources say. Yes, sources. Marvel has declined to comment. I don't think that means anything. That doesn't mean anything. If they had just said they were going to comment, they wouldn't have said, oh, this isn't true, or they would have said, oh, this is true. So them not commenting doesn't say anything. Um, <laughs> Neither does that comment. Uh, all right. Um, but I, I think this is interesting, and you and I have talked about this a little bit. Like, they have done some, like, uh, 
some double casting already with certain actors. Yeah, because the Netflix been, TV shows don't matter. Right. It has been with the Netflix TV shows, and, and actually, both of the actors we're talking about were on Luke Cage, specifically. Um, so, apparently, those shows don't matter, but maybe it also doesn't matter if you are in a ton of makeup and, like, uh, I don't know, like... I mean, she was in a lot of makeup for uh, Captain Marvel, so I could see her yeah. completely different look and being in the Eternals. It's why I wish, and I guess if you cast an actor, um, you're gonna that can shape shift. At some point, you'll have them be themselves. And my question is like, why? Like, was it really important that we saw Lon Chaney's face, and then he becomes the Phantom of the Opera or something like that? He's just, or like Andy Serkis. Like he's he's running around. He's a gorilla. But is there one guy that brings uh, coffee to James Franco and is like, "Here's your coffee," and is like, "Oh, oh, it's Andy Circus." So I just wish that like Ben Mendelsohn had never turned into Ben Mendelsohn because then he would have been available to be in any movie instead of just that one guy who they must have killed that guy, huh? Uh, the yeah. good guys, right. the scrolls. Yeah. Did we ever find out what happened to real Ben Mendelsohn? One more time. Um. Uh. Wow. Why? Why am I like blanking on? Um. On. On this. He's a um, colonel. Huh? He's a colonel. He's a colonel. He has to outrank Carol Danvers, or it doesn't. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. Um. Yeah, I don't think we ever find out what actually happened to that guy. It's not like he was. Pretty like, sure he's dead. Unless there's a deleted scene where he falls out of a closet and naked and tied up. Right? It's not like he's like, oh, I had him tied up in the basement. Yeah. No. But they're the good guys, though. Right? (laughs) What I... They're they're problematic, you know? I wouldn't use that word, but... Okay. We've been comfortable with a high degree of moral ambiguity in this universe, but for some reason Captain Marvel just throws all that out. Mm -hmm. It isn't that, like, the scrolls are in this war with the Kree and, you know, war makes demons of everyone and they've done bad things, right. but they're, you know, it seems like they've lost the war at this point and now the Kree are just pursuing it, you know, to a punishing degree. Right. So I guess we know whose side we're on, but then you've got the Kree soldiers who are all Carol's team members and are just soldiers like her, right. um, victims right. of this war like everything else, yeah. unless, except they're not because when it starts up, then it's like they're all assholes that need to be just destroyed. It's got a lot of problems. We've talked about it. So anyway, uh, yeah, she's going to play We Don't Know What in Eternals, and there you go. We're running out of... um, Wait, they haven't announced a Cersei, though. No, have they? Angelina Jolie is playing Thena, which I think is interesting. I think she probably would have been a better Cersei, but maybe that's against... Too much into type. So I don't think we've had a Cersei, because the person who you'd think would be a Cersei... But way too much into type would be Salma Hayek, but she's Ajax though. So, right. so yeah, maybe she's Cersei. I don't know. But then again, it's like, no, we skipped over the, um, what is Angelina Jolie? Uh, what do you mean? I don't know. She's played a witch before. We skipped over the, so Cersei's a witch. We skipped over the lady who played a witch before. Yeah. We're, we're getting close to the spicy Latina. And it's like, boy, veered away from that. It's like, oh, okay. And then right on the Asian lady. Right. So right. mysterious from the Orient. Oh. Hey, they're doing it. I'm not me. So maybe don't do that at all. <laughs> maybe just cast like a real Greek actress to play Cersei. 
She's an Israeli. Melina Karakarides, right? Television star from Providence. No, Neil Vardalos. First of all, you can just guess that they're Greek actresses, right? Yeah. But my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, I thought you were going to say that. Okay. She didn't say it, though. Um, all right. I guess she, has, she hasn't been in anything for a while. No, she hasn't. I don't think she's going to be in this. Well, I spent a lot of time on that. Hey, let's uh, talking about Marvel series that don't matter. It looks like ABC wants to bring a new female-led Marvel series to TV. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has one more year left. It goes off after this year. Okay. So they want to start something else that will overlap with it? And be female-led. Okay. I guess that's a good thing. Um, do we have any idea what the movie's going to be? What it's going to look like? Yum, yum. Oh, okay, stop it. No, we don't. And they don't either. <laughs> it's not okay. like they said, you know the amazing story of a character <laughs> like Misty Knight, right? Mm-hmm. Let's develop this, and hey, you know what? This is a this is a girl show, isn't it? Right. Well, let's get Colleen in there, and let's get this. Let's get this. No, it's just like we need a girl show. Uh, girls, girls, give me some girls, girls. Yeah, yeah. That seems like a bad place to start from. It does. It, it does seem. We got to get that gauntlet to that van. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking about the, the girl power. How? <laughs> how is uh, Marvel still so bad at this? Oh, that's absolutely what it is. Okay, but I just don't know what else it could be because they're like, oh, women like act like this. No, they don't. There's a show with stars that are trekked among that I know I'm not supposed to talk about in this show, but <laughs> in the next couple of weeks, I'll be talking to, well, actually, I just talked to, uh, when this comes out, uh, a person who um, named Jara Hodge, who is a... Uh, commentator and uh, podcast host herself and we talked about she did a study on the demographics of the Star Trek franchise which has been around for over 50 years and the makeup of the writers actors and people behind it and how when you get more female writers and creators and producers guess what you You start to see shows pass the Bechdel test you see female characters yeah and I think just today I was talking this is on my mind I was talking to you about the fact that aren't you guys tired of them being bad at this and trying to sell you still? It was only 50 years ago that you could have a, a print ad about how if you didn't vacuum the the living room good enough, your husband would take you over his knee and spank you. Fast forward 25 years, gal power, you're having it sold to you as a thing. Fast forward another 25 years, gal power, it hasn't evolved at all. You've got your own energy bars now, I guess. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> I, I mean, like, okay. I'm I, I, I enjoyed the, the women team up in Endgame, but I also couldn't help but, like, roll my eyes a little bit because I could tell this was being sold to me. That this was, like, commodity, you know, commodity vibes. Like, this is, like, look at what we're doing. Like, look at us. Instead of just having, like, a genuine moment like I, I don't know why there couldn't have been more things within Endgame that were like that instead of just like this one moment where like oh all the girls are gonna work together and uh, they're gonna get 
get the gauntlet where it needs to go. Like, why couldn't we have had more moments like that within the film itself? Um, uh, Black Widow dies with very little ceremony. Uh, the only female Avenger. The only female <laughs> Avenger. She, she, I guess, besides Captain Marvel, who decides to show up at the very end. Is she an Avenger? I feel like she's not affiliated. Um, but she has no funeral. She has none. And we have this huge funeral for Tony Stark. All we have for Black Widow is the Hulk throwing a bench into the lake. That's it. That's the tradition of her people. Incredibly <laughs> infuriating. Like, you, her family was this the is, Avengers. I, why, why, why wasn't there two I girls? took the lid off of this. Why I shouldn't have done anything, but yet hope remains in the jar, I guess. I thought that was a dumb part of the myth. It's like, oh, hope is just too slow to get away, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> also, you put all your uh, bad things in a jar, but a uh, little hope in there for spice or something? Like, why is hope in there? Uh, why aren't, like, chocolate chip cookies, the spirit of chocolate chip cookies is in there and, like, yeah, other other I things? Know. Maybe it's because the algorithm, so you put hope in, and they're like, if you like hope, maybe you'll like despair, disease, evil. I mean, that's a Pandora joke. I should be getting paid more for this. Hey, here's something that you like, and it's speaking of pandering. <laughs> the Babysitter's Club is getting a Netflix live-action series adaptation. Boo-hit. Is there anything they won't make a show out of? No. Stay tuned for our review of Another Life. The back of this cereal, the back of this cookie crisp box, yeah. <laughs> Netflix adaptation, your medical charts, uh, yeah. pending HPIAA uh, approval, right. Netflix live action adaptation. Yeah, no, um, of course they're, they're going to do this. You um, know the, how a sidewalk has uh, black spots all over it from like gum that's been there for like 20 years? Yeah. A Netflix live action series adaptation. Incredibly popular for a really long time. Who's a big child star right now? Millie Bobby Brown, but she's yeah. if you've watched season three, she's not a child anymore. No, um, really. I like the fact that this is anchored by Alicia Silverstone and Mark Feierstein, who you go, who's that? You'd know him if you saw him, but that's his only claim to fame. Is Alicia Silverstone going to play a mom? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, they have, wow. they have Nick Fury uh, technology, and they're going to okay. have right. her be... Um, I always thought that she would have been good in a in a Sweet Valley High movie, but uh, that's just me. Well, she would have back in the day when she was playing teenagers. Absolutely. I would have watched that. You think she can't do it now? Is that what you're saying? I'm, I think she's a little bit too old to play high school. I don't think she's really much of an actress to play more than one person, much less <laughs> one person. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so there are no kids attached to this that I know about. Okay, well, there will be. Ten episodes. It's being produced by the Chronicles of Narnia uh, producer. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. What? Uh, are, are we redoing the Chronicles of Narnia? Like, let's bring that up again. Like, um, no, we're working on a Babysitter's Club. Okay. Um, Just think they can sex up. Uh, let me finish. Uh, Sweet Valley High. Give it a Riverdale. Someone's been murdered in the town of Oaken Pines. And, and, honestly, and Jessica doesn't have an alibi. Right. I would watch a Sweet Valley High. Actually, I just, yeah, I just talked myself into it. Right. If it's anything like another life. Melissa McCarthy has praised Queen Latifah for winning the role 
of Ursula in the live-action Disney adaptation of The Little Mermaid. I heard that there's actually going to be a live-action musical, and that's the one that's being accused of doing, not the live-action movie. That's Neat. what I heard. But there's, like, two different, like, uh, movies being done. Oh, one is TV? Yeah, one is a TV musical. That's the one that Seymour Keesler is doing. And there's somebody else who... So Melissa McCarthy has been locked in for the movie then? I don't know. Then why is she even... Com- I, I don't I, I'm, I'm retroactively spiking this story. Okay. I don't care. Here's the big story. Netflix has signed a $200 million deal with Benioff, Benioff and Weiss, the uh, Game of Thrones guys. Yeah. Effectively killing dead the HBO series that we talked about before yep. and pretty much anything that they might have had uh, cooking on that side. Whether or not it kills the Star Wars um, series, we don't know. But I would imagine that it, it might. This is for me, and I welcome your opinion right after I'm done talking, uh, Gail Powa. Um, this is for me the most emblematic evidence of what's wrong with Netflix. No, don't get me wrong. Even though we all hated the last episode or whatever, and also a lot of things that happened during the show, these guys still were... You know, they're the Michael Bay of uh, cable TV, right? They are at the head of this show that was the most successful, most lucrative television show of all time, uh, except for American Bandstand. And so they're always going to move up to the next thing. But if you are a network that is already billions of dollars in debt, and has already shown that you will literally throw money at whatever in an yeah. attempt to... They'll probably buy The Hunt and, and release it exclusively on Netflix. Right. The fact that you gave $200 million to these two idiots who are not in the public's graces right now right. is like, you just don't get it, do you, Netflix? You don't. I don't understand why they decided to make this deal right now. Like, just like what you said, because, okay... Maybe these guys aren't like Salma and Grata, but like <laughs> close. Uh, how, why do you say that? Um, persona non grata. Persona non grata. But it's their persona non grata. Yes. Um. But so why would you like throw so much money at them like right now? Why let Why let um, D- Diddly Boop go? Why let J.J. Uh, Abrams go? He's about to sign, I think he has signed this huge deal with Warner Brothers, and he had basically, I don't know, he'd wrapped up, I mean, he's getting near the end of Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, his TV stuff's done, and he basically just kind of threw out there, I'm on the market, bring in the offers, I'm J.J. Abrams. They could have had J.J. Abrams. They could have. But they took Dildo and Wildo. It's d and It's d but. I love a and b uh boy. Yeah, um, I don't know if this is a smart move or not, to be perfectly honest. I mean, we're talking about it, so I guess it's buzzworthy, but, um, I... I talking about the hunt. Yeah, I know. What are they... Do we even know what the project is? No are? projects have been announced that I know of. Okay, so... Confederate! Uh, Netflix is the honey badger. It doesn't care. Yeah, it doesn't give a shit. It's... I, they are... We are somehow... Four seasons into 13 Reasons Why or, or whatever. Um, insecure or whatever the uh, t- one is that the girl uh, 
was was fat or whatever, and now now she's thin, and it's her job to fat shame people. Um, Heather's yeah. that was on Netflix, wasn't it? They just don't get it. No, they don't. <clears throat> All right. So. Well, it's probably owned by the idea is probably owned by an HBO. Yeah, well, I don't know how that works. As far as I can tell you. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> this is you're supposed to make eye contact as you raise your. You never take a drink of water, and so yeah. Now I'm drinking water, so I'll, I'll go. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Oh yum yum. Stop it. Uh, let's talk about the upcoming Lord of the Rings show. Which uh, does anybody care about the Lord of the Rings? Yeah, but I mean, like, but yeah, but it's not like the people who, I don't know how nerds even work anymore. Uh, the people who loved the kids, okay, kids kids who are kids and also kids who are young adults, they don't remember the Peter Jackson trilogy, the original one. No, they grew up with the crappy Hobbit one. So that why would they care about this? Anyway, apparently we keep getting these updates of this show that aren't really updates because it's just... You know, dribs and drabs, uh, also close. Um, and the, the the latest one is that the Tolkien estate, yes. who would sorry, uh, I've just been informed that they're telling me that it's the Tolkien estate, uh, has said that uh, a consultant has been uh, who's working on the project has said that the Tolkien estate has basically final approval on anything the Amazon show does, right. which is right. like well, a great. Yeah, that's always great for creativity to have some people who aren't creatives tell you what you can and can't do. Don't kick your desk. And so basically, like, we pretty much know now for sure that this will be a show set in the Second Age, which, like I said before, I think is a bad idea because who cares? There's going to be a lot of white guys in this show. Uh, Unless uh, with the black Numenorians. Uh, That's a joke for Tolkien people. So, yeah, come on, man. I don't get paid enough for this. But anyway, um, they said that the the basic shape, uh, quote unquote, of the Second Age okay. uh, w- can't and won't be altered, says Tolkien scholar Tom Shippey. Okay. Uh, is that a good or a bad thing? It was no. I, it's it's fine. I wouldn't want them to change anything. How could they change anything? But remember, all this stuff comes from. Yeah, I know there's unfinished tales and there's all these like other books, but n- very little of this stuff is a narrative where it's like, well, Sam, I can't believe that Sauron tried to invade Eriador or whatever. Like it's all told from this distant sort of epic um, remove. Okay. So, I, you know, once you zoom in, there could be a ton of stuff. There could be, and there wasn't, but there could be a Toriel, par, par example. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Legolas was up to. During The Hobbit, maybe he had a girlfriend from Lost that he lost, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, not a great addition, but an oh. addition that doesn't break canon in any important way. Okay, I see what you're saying. But instead, now you've got Tolkien family and the Tolkien society looking over your shoulder. It's just going to be a bunch of stuff that it's like, oh boy, Frodo's a good name. Nah. Somebody else have to name their kid Frodo. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like the fact that the Tolkien estate, like I said, has total power of veto? And also, uh, the first age and the third age are off limits to the TV show. Now, 
I don't know how they can even say that. It, did they sell off the elements of Tolkien's legendarium piecemeal? Like, 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 like Fox owns the scrolls, but Marvel owns right. the Badoon or something like, like that? Especially because, how? well, yeah, do you ever watch those movies? All they do is talk about what things that happened in the earlier ages, yeah. So, I don't know, man, but in 2021, we're going to find out. I'm a little scared, perfectly honest. I'm scared for The Expanse. Uh, I'm scared for this. Oh, yeah. I'm scared for everything. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, you know, when you're a streaming property, it's a little scary when somebody else takes you over. Really sure is. <laughs> One more story before we go. Yeah. A source, a source, yeah. an inside source, okay. has reported that Marvel's Phase 5 plans have leaked. Okay. Um, do we know anything about the Phase 5 plans? We do. February 18th, 2022, okay. Black Panther 2. Okay. May 6th, 2022, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And some other films, another film, uh, un, untitled or unrevealed on July 29th of 2022, and another film on May 3rd or perhaps May 10th of 2024. Okay, I mean, even though these are leaks, I don't feel like this is, like, earth-shattering news. We knew that uh, Black Panther 2... Who's the picture in press this much? Well, and Guardians of the Galaxy 3, we knew they were coming out. We knew they'd be in, in uh, Phase 5. 90 seconds until the end of the news segment where we brainstorm what they're going to do for the next couple films. Go. I would not be surprised if they did a new Fantastic Four. You're, you're locked in years in advance for the things that you want to do. So yeah. even with Bendis going to DC last year, they still had to do, uh, you know, I get Infinity War, of course, is a long time ago, but they still had to like do all these plot lines because for some reason they thought let's do a bunch of crossovers that happened in the last 10 to 15 years right. that were written by Brian Michael Bendis. Right. I think that's over. Like, I don't think we're going to get and it. Well, again, another one Avengers versus X-Men was another one that was by many people, not just Brian Bendis, but I don't think we're going to get that. Okay. Um, although you're trying to bring the X-Men in yeah. dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> right away first they're like can't wait to see what are the x-men going to be in marvel first scene they're in a space shuttle you're like what <laughs> we knew we were going to screw it up we didn't want to wait three films to screw it up right. we're just going to do it right now it the dark phoenix is the spider-man 3 of <laughs> x-men movies right. i think that thor is going to be in Guardians 3 the problem with thor is that like they've kind of cannibalized a lot of his stuff for the uh for the movies already like if they wanted to do Stanley, for, forgive me, I can't remember the name of the, the crossover, but the thing with Curse and all that and um, and uh, Scourge or whatever. Yeah. Um, they've kind of done that already. Well, Scourge is no more, right? I mean, I guess they could bring him back somehow, but... <laughs> Scourge had a little lamb, but Scourge is no more. Yeah, right? For what we thought was a crossover was just the third movie of Thor. <laughs> Just like a birdie, I just want to fly free. So high, so high. And on a piece of land, somewhere, somewhere. You like space shows? Name some space shows you like. Um, well, I, I 
space shell bath or Galactica. Like that a lot. Um Star Trek. Like Star Trek Day Night. Uh what are some space shows that you like? The Star Lost. Watch me get all like <laughs> Blake Seven. Space 1999's okay. I really like Space Above and Beyond. Okay. The space. What was the first space show? Like Buck Rogers, right? Or if, if we want to go like strict show, I wonder what the first space TV show was. Uh, when? What was the original Lost in Space? Like when did that come out? It was in like the late 50s or like the mid to late. Okay. No, no, it was like the 1960. Oh boy, you got me. Okay. Yeah, it was like the early 60s. Okay. Um, but I mean, it all comes from. You know, the, like, serials and then, like, films, right? But I'm, I don't know what the first space show... Oh, maybe it was, like, um, uh, uh, Captain Video or whatever. Or, uh, okay. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Anyway, the point is, it's been around for a while. It has. And at this point, you want to put your own spin on it. Um, yeah. Probably a political spin in this day and age. Yeah. But you want to do something original. Absolutely. But not anymore, baby! <laughs> You just make a show that stars a famous person from one of those aforementioned shows and then do every single sci-fi space show trope you can think of sometimes in the same episode. It's another life. Another amazing end series from Netflix. End series? Yes, their, their new branding. They went back and they changed all their branding so that it's Instead of like Netflix or Netflix original seven seconds or whatever, <laughs> they didn't take down the poster for seven seconds, which hasn't been a show. It's been canceled for years. Uh, and they changed it from like N or Netflix to like N series. Or if it's um, that Ben Affleck movie, which why aren't they promoting that? It would be N film uh, okay. bookie boys or whatever it's called. You've just watch seen it every single time well, you've watched I, Netflix in the last six weeks. I'm not an no, you're absolutely not. Okay. It's, it's another life from the company that brought you whatever garbage Ben Off and Weiss are going to bring you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's eight, it's six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is really low. That's a crime. It, it is. It's not a six percent. What happens in another life? What doesn't happen? <laughs> okay, but we we don't have time for that. Okay. An FTD floral bouquet? Right. It's a mysterious, like, ship or artifact, and it's, like, this huge form, and it's, like, bright colors. And oh, nice. To so, so FTD floral bouquet. Right. They're trying to Is there a mug? Out, they're trying to figure out what they're doing there, uh, if they can try to communicate with them, that sort of thing. And at the same time, they are sending an exploration into space to try to also get more information about the aliens and what they want in, uh, they they find they they find that the um thing came from like the direction of a, a certain planet. star system okay. or They're like yeah and then they re- and they figure out that they yeah that's what it is so they 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 find that they follow the trajectory back sure. and go oh it must have come from this and then later on um the scientist that's studying it um figures out that you know in some of these times that we've beamed SETI is beamed like 
oh, here's some Mozart or something out yeah. to just to see if anybody responds. Um, they beamed like this Mozart at this one star, yeah. which is a real star. I can't remember what it is right now. Canis something majoris or something like that. Right. Uh, and so they decide to blast this uh, form with this music. And well, don't give the whole show away. Okay. It takes a while, but then like the thing that makes it back and they're kind of trying to figure out, well, what does it mean? Is it just a parrot? So you're telling the entire show. Okay. Yeah. Um, you left out the really the best and most entertaining part because that's the worst part of the show. Uh, okay. It's just the guy from Shameless yes. staring at an effect that's not there, I know. then going to a sports bar and yelling at somebody and then, and then going, going back and doing it again. And, and, and then every daughter. once in a while talking to his horribly acted daughter. Terrible. Yeah. And she's from stuff. I've seen her in other oh, stuff. Really? Yeah. Really bad. <laughs> well, I think she's a child actress, but yeah, she's not great. So was Haley Joel Osment. Um, I also feel like, um, talking about the crew, uh, I feel like the cast... The crew? So did you say crew? I said crew. That's why I just berated you for not saying the best part of the show, which is Starbuck is leading a ship full of Gap models yes. to this star. A, a ship full of um, a set borderline 20-somethings <laughs> trying to rip each other apart in their flared jeans yeah. with just really cute stitching and like oh I love that top is that Lululemon I know they're like wearing like athleisure <laughs> yes the USS athleisure yes um I think the actress who plays August I don't think she's very good the engineer I feel like she's a little oh, that's Blue Hunt Blue Hunt yeah she's in the um uh, New Mutants movie she's playing um Danny Moonstar <laughs> yeah, which or she may not be. We don't know. Exactly. Maybe Netflix will buy that. Well, let's talk about who's on the show. Uh, before mentioned Kate, well, we didn't really mention her, but Katie Sackhoff yes. plays Nico Breckenridge. Now, I want you to tell me what what's going on with her name. Yeah. Is that a thing? What's Nico like? Um, like the singer? Is it? Are they trying to? Or is it or Nicodemus? And then Breckenridge? What's Breckenridge? I don't know what Breckenridge Like Myra Breckenridge? No, not like that. Breckenridge sounds like it's like a fork or something. It like sounds that. like a delicious <laughs> cookie. Oh, okay. That comes into one of those bags with foil on the inside, right, which right. keeps it crisp, I guess. I, guess. I think it works. I'd go for a chessman right now. Uh, yes, also Justin Chatwin, the aforementioned guy from Shameless. Yes. Um, and other people, I guess. I'm trying to think of who people would know. Selma Blair. Selma Blair is in it. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, I think that's about it that people would know. Uh, yes, uh, Tyler, and I don't know how to say his name, Hoechlin, the guy who plays Superman on Supergirl, oh. um, is in it. Oh, okay. Um, the aforementioned Blue Hunt, who is, you don't like, that's the new uh, Margot Robbie, I guess, <laughs> now that you're over that. Jessica Ch- Camacho, who is a name that I know, but I can't really place her, um, plays the... Totally psychotic okay. <laughs> uh, communications engineer. Who just likes stirring up trouble. And uh, yeah, I mean, and that's everybody else is pretty much just an underwear model. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. Oh, I should say uh, Samuel Anderson plays uh, William, the ship's AI. I have seen him in some other stuff. Okay, I like him. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's cool. Um, I, I like that they have an AI. Um, that, I mean, that's 
reflective of a lot of other sci-fi movies and shows and that sort of thing. So, um, oh boy, you're laughing already. Uh, but I think I think he's uh, great. I, I think it's kind of cool. He he is kind of emotional for an AI. Um, well, that's but yeah, that's part of his programming though. Yeah, but he does, he like feels emotions, but he doesn't always understand them, which I think is interesting. Um, and <laughs> it's not something you really want for. No, your, the, the AI that runs your ship in you deep space. You don't want him to have a, uh, uh, yeah, or a crisis. Right. I know. Here we are. I know. Uh, I mean, it's it's different from like Data on Star Trek, who's like, I don't have these emotions, but I'm trying to study them and try to figure them out. So, um, I mean, it's like I said, I feel like it's a different take, um, but still interesting. Yeah, this show. Oh my goodness, this show. It is, like we said before, a combination of every sci-fi thing that they can think of Mm -hmm. that you've seen other places all put together with no sense of pacing other than it has to end on a cliffhanger. Oh my God. And so so in one episode, you have a, the crew is recovering from uh, last episode of the crisis, the crew is recovering from saving everybody from an exploding planet, and now they're all infected with an alien disease. Yeah. Which where did it come from? We don't know. The soil. We've got to we've got to deal with it. Yeah. And th- it isn't just like you get sick; you have random symptoms which don't lead anywhere. I guess they create a little drama, but not really. And then the ultimate yeah. final stage of the disease is your spinal column, and indeed your entire nervous system. Tears itself out of your body and then walks away a few steps, which is not how nervous. I know. <laughs> and that's twenty minutes in. I know. And then over the course of curing this disease, the captain goes hysterically blind, which we find out later wasn't hysterical blindness, but would have actually been a better plot line, I think, for the captain, because part of what we're tracking here is that this captain, who somewhere in this stupid stupid show there is a better show about the pressures of command because as far as they know this thing on earth could say what's up ftd floorable case for everybody or it could destroy the earth and the only way we're going to find out is if we make it to where now we know these aliens are and we go what's up like we got your candy gram what's going on so as far as starbuck knows the lives of 10 billion humans, all of humanity are on her. So there's a better show in here about the pressures of command and how selecting somebody who can make that call is good for some situations, but maybe not for every situation. And if you ignore and neglect the psychological health of your crew, which this this aerospace administration clearly has, then you get things like Starbuck murdering her XO and then going hysterically blind. But it's just the virus. I know. And so in the process of curing the virus, they get a guy who's like, hi, I'm just going to be in 10 minutes of the, of your show, who cures it, but he doesn't. And then he gets blown out the airlock with no ceremony. Yeah. Then we find out the real cure. Now everybody has to stand here and be irradiated by gamma rays. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're all sterile. Surprise. <sighs> Problem solved. Let's all go back to hypersleep. And then last 10 minutes, 10 seconds of the episode... Oh my god, an alien's loose on the ship! Credits. It's a thrill ride! Well, the captain gets woken up 
woken up with like a bloody handprint on her. But the handprint was very poorly acted. They, what I love about this, look, I, I always say, I don't always say this. I think it's on a pillow somewhere. Inject sexy people in tight pants into everything. I get it. Like, go for it. Fine. Let's have a sexy Salem witch trials. Let's do it. But so that's what they've done. It's a, I'm willing to accept that maybe we've handled or figured out space travel to the point that you can wear your Capri pants and still be a good engineer. Sure. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But the fact that apparently we have stopped psychologically screening people to be astronauts, okay. this is not a thing where a couple years back, um, Peter Berg, I think, tried to do a show, and I think... Ronald D. Moore, I think, was a producer or a writer on it. And the idea was, is that it was called like virtuality, bad title. The idea was is that they were a long distance exploration vessel um, in, you know, the 2050s, like this, not too far ahead. And they were going to go out to colonize something, but it was going to be broadcast like a reality show for people back on Earth, which is like, this is why we don't have live feeds on NASA missions if everybody dies. Um, and then also the twist was to keep them occupied when they're in hypersleep or whatever. They have a virtual mind holodeck that they can all go into, oh, okay. but something's inside of it. Oh, sure. It was a premise, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. didn't it didn't go. No. But anyway, uh, they have, they're not screening people <laughs> on this ship. Yeah. And so you've got a bunch of sexy people in impractical clothing who the second anything goes wrong, instantly are all trying to kill each other. Yeah. Apollo 13, this ain't. No. Especially that, that actress who just yelled. Jessica Camacho. Yeah. Who, I don't, I feel like there's a good actress in her somewhere. Yeah. I feel like it's directing. I agree with you. Or it's just the material. They're like, well, I'm just a crazy bitch, so right. I'm going to be complete. And then later on you find out, well, she had some of the juice. And it's like, she was doing this before the juice, though. She was at 11, like, the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, but also there's something else that's cool there is that because he is apparently like the government representative, right? which is something that we don't really do now, but apparently in the future, um, this is something that we want. So I don't think it's like UN. I think there's still like America, but he is like, you know, he's the Burke from aliens if the company is the government and he's i'm assuming he's not evil but this show who knows and so he's there and he's not really qualified to be there but nothing has happened with him yet there is no reason for him to be there and he has it seems like something is developing between him and um the crazy yeah um but it's wow i mean this is not a show about slow burns, but it's a real slow burn. It, it is. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it's something like, I don't know if in the, within this season they'll like get to their destination and then he will be the political diplomat, you know, trying to... Talk to the aliens? With aliens. I mean, oh, that's boy. the only things I can think about, like, why is he there? Sure. You know? um, but I think he kind of feels useless in the meantime because he feels like, what can I do to help? And he, I think he's just going to be asking that. 
Until we get to whatever he has to do, too. And outside of that, that's about it. Like, the girl who lost her spine, she didn't get a scene before that happened where we go, hmm, I can't wait to settle in with this interesting character. Dead. No, she's just walking corpse the the whole time up to that point. Everybody else in the show, we get a little bit of uh, development from the Hurley-esque, you know, big big dude. Uh, This... The, the in the third episode we really only watched about up to the third episode but I'm definitely going to finish watching the series um, we don't it seems like the Russian guy who every once in a while says something, something Russian, Russian but otherwise he's just like hey what's up I'm Russian right. he's kind of got something going on with um, the engineer yes. um, but I don't know I don't that's going to be a thing and so yeah because then she has another like Javier too so it's like is she just a flirt um, but anyways, um, yeah, I, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, I, I lost think, in space. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, that, that moment with the one girl whose final column just decided to leave her. Um, <laughs> it's not working out. No, right? Um, well, like when she was like lurching before, I was like in these odd, weird positions. I was like, "This is like Alien. This is like this is what it's like." She has something inside of her, but and, and it has and, no and was, like, a freak out connection. And, like, and then they're eating later, yes. And instead of out of her chest, something comes out of her back. Exactly. So it's different. Different. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's an homage, but it's like <laughs> it's not an homage. <laughs> no, this thing is just cobbled together from other from stuff. And it isn't even like, you know, not Lost in Space, another Netflix show, um, yeah. has its sort of ups and downs, but I think that they have assembled something that is reminiscent of a lot of other stuff, but is also uh, paying homage to its original inspiration. Yeah. This is just like, let's take 23% of Event Horizon, let's take yeah. 40% of Alien, yeah. and just make like a Franken show. And you've got like, and it's this, is a, this show has heard of science, and loves it. Yeah. Really loves science. It's so cool. I love science. They keep mentioning things that have nothing to do with other things. Like they find like this virus that they find. And why is there just a virus? On, oh, sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. First of all, rogue planet. Yeah. They're flying through space. They're out of uh, oxygen. And my thing is like, you guys all look real well washed. You clearly have water. You must have some kind of catalytic process to like make more oxygen so they have to go land and get crystals that'll let them make oxygen and so they're like boy if we can only find crystals out here in the endless trackless void of space oh a rogue planet's flying by concept in sci-fi or not well in sci-fi but in possible the real uh universe as well so that's what we need we need a rogue planet it's like the worst episodes of Star Trek, where the right Brandon Braga read a popular science article that week, and it was like, "We're doing it on this. It's going to be on this," but that ha- but that happens four times an episode on this show. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy and amazing. It's cramazing. It is cramazing. Um, and uh, the, the thing too about that planet is like, and I don't, I just don't. There's some things that I just don't understand. Like for some reason, they totally missed a moon. Like, I don't know how they didn't see this moon. It was on the other side of the planet and, when they landed, and, I guess. And, like, the moon gets super close to the planet and, like, creates, like, these earthquakes or, like, these rocks just, like, moving. 
like constantly. Does this happen every day? Apparently, or, it does. Or is, like, like, how did this planet renew it? The way it was, well, the way it was moving, it appears like this happens every day. But when they were landing or when they were observing it, they didn't see that the crust of the planet is just a jumble of rocks. Right. It's been cooled and formed into terrain. Right. But not because in a couple hours, it's all going to be um, magma. Right. It's going to be a slushy. Yeah. Look, it's not... It's, I've, you rarely see this. You usually see movies that try to go hard sci-fi and have a few concessions to FTL or just things that make their show work or a show that's just like, it's lightsabers in the forest and whatever. This is like this hard science in the most soft applications. It's like, it's like a semi-soft cheese of, of sci-fi. And it's working for me, man. It's working hardcore. I love the fact that and we're definitely going to get um, the AI goes crazy at some point. But I like the fact that she kills Superman. It's the first episode. Just watch yeah. the show. She kills Superman and the everybody's freaked out. The AI kind of backs her. But then later on, she hears uh, the, the dead guy talking. And then she comes in and, like, there's a hologram of the dead guy. And this is another thing that I don't think the show even knew what it had. But we're like, is she going crazy? But right. it turns out, no, he's a real hologram. The AI has been, like, apparently can, like, mimic or, like, um, analyze their um, personalities and emotional states. Yeah. And the AI is, like, running this subroutine to try to understand why Nico would have done that. Because he's programmed to follow her orders and to obey her and trust her, but also has his own like emotional processing. And so you're like, that's weird. And then later on when she's kind of freaking out over the decision that she made, she asked the AI to bring the guy that she killed back so she can punish herself or confront it or something. All of this is fascinating stuff that is employed in one of the worst shows I've ever seen. (laughs) It is breathtaking it is fascinating yeah yeah i know what makes a, a sci-fi show go- oh i wanted to mention and, and I, I hate that we're doing this right at the end because it feels like tacked on but i think it's really important um there's an actor on this show that plays the doctor zane or whatever yeah. um played by a person named jr tanako who is uh lgbtq plus minus and maybe maybe more we don't know um th- that actor has been in a lot of stuff and is um as a gender gender queer um, in fact, their um, Twitter bio is like not answering and never will. You know, it's like sort of like respect my um, okay. sort of whatever. Sure. So I don't, you know, want to say that, you know, there was this or that, but I'm just right. saying it's and it's open and then and it's totally accepted. And the crew's like, yeah, whatever, everything's cool. So yeah. now there isn't anybody else on the show. Everybody else wants to uh-huh. hammer somebody of the opposite sex. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just think that that's great. Yum yum. Oh, Maybe that's the LGBTQ version of the other what we were complaining about before. Um, Trans power. Right. Um, and they they play the the doctor, uh, and they're fairly knowledgeable. But at the same time, you know, like this alien disease thing happens, and we're like, I I have. No it's idea. well, it's an alien disease. I, it's I know. A, like and how do you know anything about that? Yeah, like specifically, it's said like I'm not a astrobiologist, like. Well, right. And I'm like, okay, why are you on this interstellar uh, spaceship? But, right. but I mean, 
you're, you're all bad at your jobs. Right. I think I think they're there because like you know if there are common ailments and and that sort of thing, and we just need to make sure. Somebody's got to give them the doctor feel good shot when they uh, need to be up for six hour or right. six days. Right. Um, what makes a sci-fi space show work? Because I mean, I Star Wars know. is not Star Trek. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they get on a ship and they do something, but it's not like a space procedural. No. Um, I think you need to have uh, interesting stories and characters that you care about. And um, I think that you need to have an element of science in your science fiction as well. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of science. Yeah. And there's a lot of fiction right. in another life. Yeah, I know. But n- neither, never should the twain meet. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> what's, question, what's the other life? Oh, another life? I think what they're talking about. Star Trek? Tracking through the stars. Lost in space? Where are we? Another life? I, I think what they're talking about is that their life in space is very different from what their life on Earth would be. Mm. And I don't think so. You don't think so? That's way too straightforward for this show. Oh. Okay. I can't think of what else it would be. Because I think something's coming up in oh. the show okay. that will make the Another Life explicit. And what, why they're waiting, this is my theory, why they're waiting, uh, maybe it's something that will be explored in Season 2, but it'd be like calling uh, Citizen Kane, um, It's a Sled. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for Citizen Kane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that something is going to happen because I think we haven't got into it yet because I think we have to establish where we are. But I think the show likes playing with the psychology, oh, um, sure. whether it's human psychology or the effects on human psychology of alien stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to get into some mind screwy territory, and right. that's when our uh, our other life will will be sure. introduced. Uh, I mean, that does not. Do you have a, f- you can't say Star Trek, uh, and you can't say Another Life, but do you have a favorite space show otherwise? The Expanse. Jeez, this is hitting the Expanse uh, pedal know, here. I, what happened to I, Firefly? Did we all forget about I, Firefly? No, um, well, I like Battlestar Galactica a lot, too. Said that, too. Uh, and Firefly's good, too. Um, I, um, I really, what I like about The Expanse is I think it's a really great sci-fi show and it has a lot of other elements to it too uh, they're flawed characters they make not so great choices sometimes um and we see the effects of that as well and uh, i think a lot of times their actions are also very tied up in uh the politics of their world as well it's another show where it's a lot more science it is. than I fiction it's, it's, it's and a lot of the drama happy. is based on the complications of the science yes. But they do make a few concessions. Oh, There's one scene I'm thinking of in particular, and it's like, it's cool. I don't know if this is in the book or not, but the amount of time that you would have had to take to um, come up with this, it would have become clear that this wouldn't work. But maybe it's just one of those things that's too cool to not do. But the, the crew is on Ganymede, right? A moon of Jupiter. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to figure something out. And Alex, the pilot, is on the ship who is out by, like, one of the smaller moons or whatever that we probably haven't discovered yet. And he's got to get to Ganymede to pick up the crew. But 
Ganymede is under um, blockade by like the Martian Navy or something like that, right? right. Or actually, I think it's the Earth Navy um, not letting anybody in. So he's like, I'll figure this out. We, there are no sensors. This isn't Star Trek. It's just, you know, radar and observation or probably LIDAR. Um, so if I look like just a piece of space debris, mm -hmm. they won't stop me. So to do that, I can't fire my engines because they'll see that. So he comes up with this crazy plan to like make 37 sort of gravity-assisted boosts around like the different moons of Jupiter and stuff right. like that to, to make the trajectory right. That would take years. You are moving. With or to do? No, to do. Okay. The moons of Jupiter don't hang out in one room together. <laughs> they are spread out in orbits around right. a planet that you could fit 20 Earths in. Yeah. Yeah. More. Yeah. I know. And, and they have it take place in a room an hour or minute, don't they? I mean, An hour or two. <laughs> yeah. And then at one point, he has to pull up short because he, he comes around the corner of a planet, which is not how anything works, and he sees a, a vessel. And so he has to sort of like stop, you know, and slow down. So he just looks, looks like space to be again. So it like that. ruins the entire plan. And right. yet they just go ahead with it. So, yeah, I think they get in their own way sometimes. I wonder what would happen, and this is a problem now, but my one of my favorite shows really is, or space shows, is Blake 7. And it, I think the, re, the fact that they had no money meant they had to work even harder on the characters sure. and the dialogue, yeah. which is the, the best dialogue of any sci-fi show I can think of, because it's all they had. And when you have a ton of money and effects, maybe you don't worry about that so much. Yum, yum. And, you know, I'm thinking about, like, I just talked to um, some people from the Antimatter podcast on my Star Trek show. Sorry, everybody. Space, you knew what you were getting into. Um, about the episode Sarek of TNG, which is an episode where an old man talks to a middle-aged man for about 40 minutes. And that's the episode. And then at one point, the guy from Reading Rainbow almost drowns Will Wheaton in a hot tub yeah. full of jello. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And, but yet, the performances and the dialogue and the stakes in the characters of what we've been put into here in this drama are so engrossing and moving. And if they ever tried to do this on Star Trek Discovery or, God forbid, Another Life, it would be, No, no, no! Get, get that shit out of here! And it would just be nonstop, constant. Yeah, there would be a lot of yelling, like you said. It, it, it would not be as uh, thrilling of a drama as what we get. And that's, speaking of drama, that's what I really don't like about Another Life is that I'll, I'll accept a lot of goofiness. You're trying. It's clear that you're trying to be hard sci-fi and yeah. you're not you're not making it no. but the fact that the drama is so commonplace you know yeah. mommy misses her daughter right. daughter has no character except a machine that misses mommy <laughs> uh so, you know the, i don't know why she's even married to the scientist just for tidiness i guess like exactly. the shameless guy could be off on his own and have his own family and like i don't know right. why they need to be connected at all I except they're just the main world. characters yeah it's a very small world because um, Harper Gray, uh, the most famous, the Barbara Walters, uh, you know, of future Earth yeah. can be on t the hollow TV one minute and the next minute she's at the Crab Shack in a, right. a bar trivia competition with yeah. <laughs> with uh, Goku. And, you know, so it's like, yeah. how small is this world? I know. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty small. Uh, it's like everybody knows everybody. Everybody has everybody's phone 
Farscape. Oh, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you love Farscape. We're uh, sick of hearing you talk about Farscape. All right, all right. Um, but, uh, another dialogue show. And another show that I think was doing it before it became uh, what everybody does, um, but with the pop culture references. Oh, yeah. But instead of just like, <laughs> uh, maybe it's shaken, not stirred. Oh, we were aliens. We don't know what you're talking about. It's literally the guy's entire character. And you think that sounds exhausting. But it's also like coping. Like he, you, It's like if you took a fanboy, it's Fushigi Yugi. Only not, because Fushigi Yugi, she, I know it's not her name, she didn't know anything about Chinese history. She just got put there, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like, he's an astronaut who lives at the last part of the 20th century. He grew up watching Captain Kirk and stuff like that, and he dreams about like having a space adventure, and now he's having one, and it right. turns out that it's not as great as he thought, but he's going to use the spot quotes. Like He's not going to not right. do that. Right. Like This is you know everything he's ever wanted. But he keeps doing it, right. and it's partial indul- indulging himself, and it's partially, nice. I'm just trying to keep my sanity, yeah. which he is not entirely successful no. doing. No, not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I- when are we going to do that podcast? <laughs> Podscape. Podscape? i got to write something down. Okay. Right. Um, Don't take that. Yeah, okay. Not you, the audience. Yeah. Like you said, uh, it always has to end on a cliffhanger, and a lot of the time, the cliffhanger just comes out of like left field. <laughs> no, it's literally and, just. And it's like, okay, we've set, we've, we're coming down. <sighs> we did we it. Solved the problem of the episode. We're, we've got uh, just a couple minutes. Going to oh sleep, and especially that this the end of the third episode. Going to sleep, and everything's fine. Yes. Is literally the end of two alien movies. Yes, and then waking up and everything is effed is the start of Alien 3. So they are literally ripping that off. They're also undercutting the fact that you could have one episode end and be like, we're not out of this yet, but we did it. We we hung together, and that's why we survived. And then maybe you see that a pipe is leaking or something like that. But instead, no, it's literally like she wakes up. And as a bloody hand goes down the side of her pod, and it's like, <laughs> what? and then it isn't just, oh my god, we need help, I'm hurt. She gets out, and Blue Hunt is just like head to toe, Nicholas Cage and Mandy covered in blood. I know. <laughs> and, and you pointed out rightly, you're like, how is she alive? Well, yeah, and then you're like, well, it's not her blood. Well, I mean, it's, clearly it's not her blood, but, 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 but why would she be swathed in blood? <laughs> I love this show. I love it. Yes, it is. And, and then, like, I also wonder. She's like, oh, this is chocolate. That's... Right? I mean, I also wonder, can Nico see again? <laughs> she could see after they all got irradiated. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I like. They that just, Zane just offhand is like, oh, we're all sterile now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, please. please watch this show. Would you recommend this show? I would recommend this show because it's incredibly entertaining. <laughs> and it's ridiculousness. Yes. Yum, yum. Oh, my goodness. Do I have to change my name? 
Will it get me far? Should I lose some weight? Am I gonna be a star? Well, that was fun. We should more often just decide. Screw what we were going to do. Let's just talk about this uh, crazy thing that we've experienced. But that's what you can find on Just Enough Trope sometimes. So continue to find it by finding us on social media, at Facebook and Twitter, and catch that show on all those platforms. Here's my goal for the next couple weeks. Every week I'm going to try to find a new platform to put us on. We're on all the major ones, but maybe we're missing somebody. Maybe there's a way that it would be more um, convenient uh, for somebody to get it. Uh, Passenger Pigeon, I guess that one's out. Um, we can't clone a passenger pigeon. Come on. What what was going on with that? Was it just sport shooting or something? Why did they kill all the passenger pigeons? I don't know. Well, if you know, tell us on social media. Yeah, let's kill all the snails next. Um, yeah, on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Just Enough Trope. Also, find our show on the services we're on, which is pretty much everyone I can think of at this point. But when you search for the show, subscribe to it because it's the best way to get it and give us a review because we want to hear how you think we're doing. And also, uh, give us a rating because when we give us when we get a high rating, uh, we are move up in the estimation of these services and that algorithm will get us out to more people and that's what we want. And to that end, give us five responses to the survey that we put out (laughs) about our incoming uh, radio station. Only you can't do five, just do one, but give us five times two answers. That's ten answers to ten questions. Two minutes, so easy. Please do that. We'd appreciate it. And give us five stars when you see us. We'll be back next week, but I don't know how we're going to top this one. (laughs) I I have a question for you. Yeah. What? We were almost out. Now I got to cut this. I don't I have no idea what was going through anybody's mind for the yum yum. And yum yum isn't just like something that you improv. Maybe you did in rehearsal, but it's like it requires a, a, a setup, a shot setup, you know, yeah. and you have to sit and do it. And so it's just like it's one of those things that I guess you could come up with it in the morning and then bust it out like by the end of the day. But uh-huh. that went through multiple brains and they all went oh, okay. great. Yeah, Sounds good. Check of approval certified. That's the Alex Kurtzman way. (laughs) So anyway, uh, where are we? Five stars. Uh, We'll be back next week. Probably still talking about uh, another life. Uh, American life. That's a Madonna single. And until then, I'm your host, Caliban. Keep the geek fires burning. Keep the geek fires burning.